second down and goal. Mixon out of the backfield. Has some daylight. Hurdles to the end zone. In for the score, and he took a lick from Miles Jack, but he hung on. Touchdown, Cincinnati. It's been hard, and I think when you watch that film from Seattle last week, even though you want to run the football, you've got to test that secondary. Landry looking to throw it. Going to gun it deep for Beckham. He's got it for the touchdown. The trickery from Cleveland. It's a bomb from Landry to Beckham. 37 yards and a score. Third down and seven. A little flip here to Ayuk, the rookie from Arizona State. And he'll bust it inside the 20 and the 10. And look at that. Ladies and gentlemen, kissing cousins and sons and daughters. It ain't a party till knuckles blessed with holy water. This is the season for pig skins and solo cups. Wanna tailgate with me, baby? Well, what you waiting for? Welcome in, lads. Next episode of the Pigcast. You know who it is, Brad Mondo Dantes. And you know who the pig is. Ah, 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 Because we had an enforced buy like the Titans, so we, we couldn't make the show last week, so we have a bumper episode for you. Uh, lots to talk about, yeah. as always. Um, always lots to talk about in the PFL universe. Um, let's quickly go through what we've got planned here. We've got, like a, so we've got the news, um, we'll break down the results, and a, a little new little segment, a little trending or ending that we might get to, and then we'll look forward to week five. Does that sound good, mate? Right then, let's go straight into it because there's lots to talk about and I don't want us to hold up the, the GMs for more than an hour. <laughs> um, so, week week three and four in the books. Um, so I don't think there's m- many other places to start. Then the trends continued. Injuries. Big ones. Yes. Many more. Biggie. So what are you saying? <clears throat> We had, we had, well, so let's go through them. We had Devontae yeah, Adams. Out. Yeah, missed the game. Week, so week three, he got hurt, so he didn't play in week four. I believe so, yeah, he missed four, the last game. Correct? Uh, yeah, Julio got hurt mid-game. Um, so that's two biggies there. Uh, yeah. Chubb, gone. For what looks like it's going to be four to six weeks, or no, maybe no. Yeah, six I've weeks heard um, about six like weeks, but I think it's five games because there is a bye week for Cleveland amongst those weeks. There is a bye. You are right. Yeah. So yeah. So Tuxie's been impacted by it. Ed has been impacted by it. Um, yourself, Bradders, with Julio. There's also um, I'm trying to think what other ones there were. What other injuries cropped up? Yes, the Dukas. And that happened against the Boners as well, which was a shame for Adaki. We'd, we'd like it to be a fair fight, but it is what it is. But yeah, Eckler's Ek, uh, Ek, uh, Ek gone for, I think, Yeah, he didn't look great, did he? He, could, could, he? couldn't get on the, yeah, on the car. He looked like he was really struggling. I mean, it's, it's kind of good. I don't want to say it's good news that he's yeah, only out for six weeks, but I think, you know what I mean, I think people were worrying it was going to be a lot worse. Um and it is unfortunately one of the one of the things that comes with this game we play. It's based on a, based 
well, the fantasy game is based off a very physical, real-life game. <clears throat> excuse me, that people play, and we wish them all the speediest recoveries. But I mean, it's going to affect these teams a lot. I mean, so yeah. Ed is effectively lost his. He trade well. He had Alvin Kamara to start with, and he traded him. So he's effectively like he's traded and lost his his first round pick. Um, will be out for a few weeks. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, we, we'll 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 talk a bit later of how he reacted to that. We've got a few little little bit on some trades that have happened. Um, we put big waiver wire movements. You know, Dennis Johnson, um, Justin Jackson. Yeah, record oh, yeah, broke, broken. Yeah, was it seventy-eight dollars? I think Thompson dropped on him. Uh, seventy-eight on. Yeah, I've got, I've got it up here in front of me. I just yeah. had a look at recent activity, and we'll see. Just to double check. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't blame him. He's had a, he's had a horrible season, and like we said before, there's not a lot on the wire that can help. Yeah. So when these opportunities come, you've got to be willing to pounce. You have to pay up Let's the dollars. Yeah, it's something like some seventy-eight dollars. I don't want to be out in too amateur hour here, but I can't seem to see it quickly. Justin Jackson, seventy-eight dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So great little move for the Duke, for the um, for the Ducks. I mean, we'll see how the Dukers can, you know, re- repair ready for next week. At the moment, it's, it's funny that Eckler's still doubtful. So you can't move him to the IR spot yet and can't pick anyone else up, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. And this is going to be a, a theme for a while for this season, I think, which is uh, it's going to affect everyone. Um, but, yeah, we just yeah, can't make the um, best of it. So we've obviously touched on the injuries. Um, and there's other been other ways that these players um, are in our rosters that have missed missed games. So we, last week we had the sort of enforced bye week between the Titans and the and the Steelers. Yeah. It was uh it it was a tough one to deal with because obviously it affected us two and Dave, I believe, the worst, or I think just us three. It it was tough because it was announced after the first round of waivers that they had they're now in a bye. And obviously with us well with me having two players within that game in my starting roster Obviously, we were stuck where we weren't able to benefit from going for players in the first round of the waivers and missing out on some of the players that went. Um, and so we had to sort of quickly scramble around. And Well, we had to discuss it as a league and we came to the conclusion that we would take the players by and basically deal with it in the same way we would do as a normal buy. We're obviously just having to be a bit more reactive than we would have liked to have been and we didn't have the benefit of being proactive. Obviously, now it's rearing its head for another week, and other GMs are potentially going to be in the same boat. I think Tucker's now in that position, where, again, I think the Bills game is now at risk because the Titans are still at risk of corona um, spreading through the team, which means, um, yeah, Josh Allen for him, Devin Singletary for him as well. Um, and I think he's already got players out, so he's in a real sticky situation with his bench, players in his roster, not got enough room, but needs to pick players up. Um, yeah, it's becoming a bit of a... Yeah, it's a, it doesn't now. really... It's one of those things that, that, that come up and no one really knew how to, you know, what was the best course of action. And, 
you know, you're, you're not going to really think about it until it affects the league. You could kind of just go along and hope it doesn't affect affect you. And it was going all right. I mean, obviously, we had a lot more injuries this year because probably maybe that's down to no pre-season. But this, the, the, the COVID thing is very different. Um, I think for one week, I think it was okay just to, you know, just do the buy. I mean, but because of the waivers being missed and, you know, there was some potential stop-start start-sits for, for me on Thursday night because we were talking about it quite late. Um, if I'd have, if we had decided to take yeah. projections, I'd have had to make sure I started Henry. But we managed to get it sorted before, you know, we would then go to sleep. I would, I would then have to start Frank Gore, which, you know, isn't ideal. But you, it's those situations you need to work out what's going to be best. Um, but hopefully, you know, that's something we can implement going forward. Um, but if the Titans game <laughs> is postponed again, or it's, you know, or there's even pass in, into the next game week what happens because then you're going to be in a situation where Tennessee have already had a bye do we take projections how do we like you know how does Henry fit into my team like, yeah. we'll figure it out you know it's not that's no biggie at the moment uh-huh. yeah it's, so it's, it could be it's, it could be at a point where you might say oh okay Tennessee players can take projections but then Tucker might feel unfair because he might want to take projections of his bills team because he's a bit far further up the league he might want to be trying to get amongst the playoffs so it does you know it throws a, it throws a little couple of gray areas up but it does yeah the players that are having to deal with a second bye which I know is yeah. yourself with Henry me with Johnny Johnny Smith I know AJ Brown's hurt, so I don't think that AJ Brown owner is currently struggling with that just yet. Um, Corey Davis, he's not really a starter, so I don't need to worry too much. So I think it's mainly AJ Brown, but it would be him if he's back fit. I don't think he's back yet. Sort of us two with Henry and John, it is going to be tricky because obviously I I picked up Logan <laughs> Thomas for last week. He did fuck all, but I picked him up. I have dropped him in the process, so I because I've already made my yeah. move, thinking about my bye week with. Obviously, Lamar coming up. Um, so I've already picked up Wentz two weeks early, ready for that. But if I need to have a tight end to play, I'm going to be. In, I could potentially be in the same situation where I had Traycon Smith, who I didn't want to drop because of the reason mm-hmm. that he could put yeah. up the game that he did last weekend. Um, but I had to drop him. Obviously, lost out on that to pick up Thomas. And now I might be in the same situation where I've got to potentially drop someone or it's projections and I think you mentioned there like with it for a second week you might just have to automatically default to projections but if you're experiencing this for your first week the first time you're having to deal with the issue of not being able to field a player because of an enforced buy it might be that they have to react to it the same way we did it's tough for old Commissioner Rendell to, to deal with but as all good leagues and all good commissioners, what he says will be final, and we will re- we will respect. Yeah, it's uncharted waters, but you know I believe off. in all of us. We're all, we've got some clever lads, and they've got some guys that know their fantasy in and out. So we'll find the best way to go forward. Um, we just hopefully that this could be sort of you know kept under wraps, and hopefully it doesn't affect any more teams and any more start sit decisions that we've got going forward. To keep our fingers crossed. Um, so yeah, next bit in the news, we have, like we said, we touched on it earlier with the injuries, trades. We had a few in the last couple of weeks. Um, I mean, I apologise if I missed any, but I've got a couple of them. Um, we'll start with the the Magic's. They traded. They were they received Devonta Freeman, Evan Ingram, and Corey Davis in return for Zach Ertz to the Mormons. Did you uh, 
have any thoughts on that one when that went through? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he's, he is the key receiving threat for the moment for Philly and an upgrade at tight end on, on Ingram, who, bar his first season mm. in the league, not really done much, especially down to, down to his injuries that he's had. But this season, with the situation they've got, you'd expect him to be a key figure for New York. It's not panned out like that just yet. Um, so being able to offload sort of fringe players for someone who at the position is one of the stronger players. He's done well with that, but it's yet to we're yet to see Zach Ertz put up a day that would warrant him being considered as, as one of the top five tight ends in the league anyway. But he's managed to clear some deadwood, you could say, to upgrade, so he'll be happy with that. And Maxi is in need of, of, of bodies that are healthy. Um, so Yeah, I mean, on the face of it, it's quite, quite an interesting trade. Like you said, Zach Ertz is the, is the upgrade. Um, it makes you wonder if Zach Ertz is that sort of player that needs the other players around him. Um, whether he can't be, maybe not necessarily be the, the number one, but or maybe is he on the downhill, we don't know. But I still believe in him. I still think he's a great player. Um, I think he'll do well for the Mormons. Um, and Freeman, obviously, coming out off the, off the street and starting for the Giants and starting running back. So worth their weight in gold in this league at the moment. So fair play to him. Um, the other trade, um, this is a... Well, no disrespect to the other one, but more of a bigger one with bigger names. Um, so I remember the the, the Chirps' GM messaged me about what well, is in the morning. I think he probably spoke to you about it. He messaged you, what do you think of the deal? Um, yeah. Uh, where the, so the Mormons, they traded yeah. away DK Metcalf and Aaron Rodgers in return for Patrick Mahomes. And this sent shockwaves through the league. It did. I mean... I think, for me, well, the fact that the number one QB on paper has been moved, mm-hmm. actually obviously thought there was an opportunity to sell high, which I think I you think can so. argue that he's got a good price uh, back for Mahomes. I think he's got a very good price. Um, obviously, I'll touch on this again with the next trade as a little bit of a uh, hint to who's involved with the next one. But Ollie's obviously enjoying his trading. He's enjoying being active. And I think this was, it's a way for him to upgrade a QB. Obviously, Mahomes to Rogers or Rogers to Mahomes, you would argue, is an upgrade um, based on his performance the last few years. But is it a trade he needed to to do? Possibly not. Affecting his depth at wide receiver, losing losing someone like DK, who Ollie himself thinks is a boom or bust player, yet he was willing to go and get him in a trade literally the week before so um, I, I do think it's a fair trade um, but I don't think it's a trade I would have done because off the back of how well Rogers has done and the upside DK Met, that DK Metcalf has I don't think he needed to let them go but he feels his roster is stronger his sort of, stru- his sort of roster of nine he's got depth at receiver so he felt he could let let him go, um, uh, Metcalf. So it is an interesting one. I think yeah, I mean, I can see both sides of it. With it, I really can. So I mean, if, you, if you look at the last couple of years, Aaron Rodgers, you would probably look at his fantasy performances as much as he may have finished amongst the quarterback quarterback ones in the top twelve. Um, I think you might. He has his up and down. So it's almost might you might think he's on. He's sort of tailing off. So where yeah. having him on a roster and enjoying the big start and then maybe offloading him to then upgrade at, the, at, the, at that position 
I get it. I get it completely. And you think, okay, that's that's how I feel the trend's going. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to carry on. This is probably what the Normans might have thought. I'm going to go and see if I can upgrade. But on the on the flip side, Terps is a yeah. you know everyone knows the love for um for Aaron Rodgers, and and he can then go and get um DK Metcalf as well yeah. and add yeah. some depth. Yeah. Then is I, I think it's it's a it's a great trade. So when this one, the, the, the Patrick Mahomes deal, when that went through, there was lots and lots and lots of chatter. We had people on one side and people on the other really going at it, like saying which one had won, um, which I love. I love hearing everyone's point of view. But I think this one, this came after the Chubb injury, and this, this was huge. So the Mexicanos, they traded away Tyreek Hill yeah. and Marquise Brown to the Mormons for Josh yeah. Jacobs and Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So, thoughts? Yeah, Jefferson. So, I felt, I mean, I, I mean, what I've loved about Ollie coming into this league, he's been active, he's great to chat with, he's great to discuss with, and he's been brilliant. And so, I sort of saw the deal happen, and my thoughts on this has been, prior to the deal, Ollie is, in his debut year, he's to make a run for this. Like, he could 100% so I think... go and win it all. His roster was looking strong. He gained Mahomes and stuff like that. Um, but then this one was almost... Yeah, I am. I was just going to say, I think we have, no, um, there, we have someone who has just joined oh, sorry. a live entry. Um, oh, do we? Can you hear Good us? Good evening, fellow way. How are we doing? <laughs> Edward! You've joined us at the perfect oh, right, time. Yeah, We're just talking about your um, trade. So I will, well, I will, I will finish off what I was going to say, and then perfect, perfect time, time in it, you can hop in. So yeah, so uh, so Ollie had obviously, I think Ollie had got a bit trade happy, and he was thinking, ah, well, there's, well, Ed is a very, act, a very active GM, as he'll, as he'll add, I am sure. Um, and obviously, Ed needed to make a reaction to losing Chubb. And I think Ollie's just got a little bit too happy to make the trade. And as I said, he was set. I, I think he was set to go to the playoffs and do well. But then to trade away your number one pick and someone who's balled out for the last two weeks, looking like they're going to go into a dig-type role, I think was one trade too much for him. Um and obviously, Ed has obviously lost a premier player and someone who's not performed as well. I think Ed's quite happy to, to get what he to get what he did, bearing in mind that Marquise Brown who's not performed as well this season as a piece as part of the trade. Um, but yeah, my gut feeling was this was one trade too too much for Ollie, and he's potentially shot himself in the foot now. Um, 
with basically everything he's invested in his in his starting nine. And if he gets an injury, which he's not really struggled with yet, um, he's going to be. Oh, so Ed, how, how yeah, did it all go down then? To tell us, tell us how, how it all uh, well, materialised. Well, after the latest uh, of many injuries, um, uh, <laughs> Ollie's asked me about Marquise Brown before, so. I, I was drafted him, expected him to blow up, and he still may, but they're not throwing the ball very much, and he's he relies on big plays. So I went in, I thought, right, I, I told him four weeks ago, if I, if I give you any advice, it's this, don't trade Josh Jacobs, just don't, because um, you don't win by trading your best players. And so I went in thinking, right, uh, Todd Gurley's knee is made of chocolate, but he might let him go. So I offered, I, I, I offered, I can't, I can't remember what, what it was, um, for Gurley and he was um and ah in. I said, that's absolutely fine and I was about to sort of pick up my stuff and go and he was like, but Josh, Josh Jacobs could be available and I was like, hmm, could he, could he now? <laughs> again, he, he's asked about Tyreek before. I said to Wally, I said, look, I know the players you're interested in and I and I think you get the sense early on whether there's a deal to be done. Um, and I said to Ollie, I said I think there's a deal to be done here because I thought he, he was happy to add someone, and there were plenty of people that I would have taken. So I pushed for DJ Chark, and he said no, and 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 that was perfectly reasonable. And Jefferson, he's done brilliantly the last two weeks. The likelihood of that carrying on throughout the season, I think, is probably quite low, but. If if he does, then uh, that's incredible value. But um, yeah, I think I said to Bradley earlier in the week that if, if if you look at this in a vacuum, the two players for the two players, I think it falls within the bounds of fair. But when you're looking at taking into consideration the rosters involved, there's no way Ollie should have been trading a running back. He had three on his roster, and. I think that's probably his trading so far has been 100%. almost flawless. Um, but I think that was a little bit of naivety there, and I've yeah, been very 100%. impressed. But yeah, I think I was—I didn't ask for Jacobs because I, I knew he didn't want to let him go. But I think he was spoilt first week with the thirty odd points, and not scoring that every week mm-hmm. spooked him. And then maybe he thought that that was the norm, thirty points a week. But yeah, I'm delighted. But we'll see. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, I think you've done very I, well. I mean, I know there's some some uproar with some some other GMs. Some GMs weren't happy, um, but you know, once you're playing with the big boys, you know, these, these you've got to be willing to make the decisions. And I mean, if you can, the way it's going at the moment, mate, you're you're sat there at three three and one, I believe. And if you can stumble into the playoffs with these injuries, and you can come back with Chubb and Jacobs, then you've got a shot. You've got to be thinking you've got to be going yeah. to have a yeah, chance to go my, for it. That was my thought process. Winning this week against you, Brad, was it was it was huge, pure because it, it just means now like my, my view is if you get to seven wins you'll probably get in. So it just means that I need four out mm-hmm. of four wins out of eight games rather than five. And yeah. so I've got Dave this week. Um God knows how that's gonna go, but um and if Evans is gonna play tonight, but um yeah, it was it was a big big boost after losing chubby chub chub chub. Yeah, you've got to set your alarm tonight, haven't you? It's a game time decision. Yeah. <laughs> oh mate, but well, yeah, that that's good. 
That's right, Evie will wake him up, that'll be fine. Life of a dad. PFL Week 3 Results San Diego Chirpsers 101.8 Everton's Evangelists 88.18 Ellsbury Boners 87.38 DC Mexicanos 120.58 Toronto Troopers 109.24 New York Expats 74.18 Superman Magics 87.86 Golden State Dukers 95.6 Langkwai Fon Ducks 56.3 Michigan Mormons 89.04 Bramondo Oinkers 94.8 Skem Stormers 133.7 PFL Week 4 Results DC Mexicanos 107.28 Bradmondo Oinkers, 99.42. Supermare Magics, 102.5. Lankwai Fonducks, 88.24. Michigan Mormons, 103.54. Toronto Troopers, 134.62. Golden State Dukers, 60.3. Ellsbury Boners, 132.3. New York Expats, 139.76. San Diego Chirpsers, 107.78. Eberson's Evangelist, 76.7. Skem Stormers, 88.1. And that concludes the results. Um, but then we'll, I've got to move on to our sort of other little segment here. We're looking at talk to you. Now we've got, you all, got three of us here. This will be quite interesting to go through. I've got a little trend in our ending. So I was going to go through like the teams and see how you feel about how you feel it's going for them and if you think it's going to carry on. So, I mean, if we start off, I don't want to say an easy one, but what we're saying about the Ducks, is it done? Are we all over? Uh, the body bags have been ordered. Go on, the, 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 hole, the hole's been dug. <laughs> like, he's just had the worst luck in the world and I just can't see a way back. Oh, he really him, has. Unfortunately. Great guy, but he has just stumbled yeah. into a big pile of unlucky horseshit. <laughs> he's 100% he's lost Barkley he's lost some other players no one's performing he's 0-4 the problem is as well he's probably not got enough pieces that people want to trade for but if they do he knows why they're doing it and it's a, he's just got to sort of hold on and yeah just you know pray to his lucky stars and hope something turns around but yeah, I think he's. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's with the big money spent on Jackson, you know, he might hopefully for his sake, maybe he could take the role off Kelly. You know, there was talk maybe he could uh, be a bit more of the lead guy because Kelly's left it open a bit. But I'm probably with you guys. I think it's, it's it's probably ending here. I mean, I'm just just hopefully he can steer away from the well, pig bowl and obviously the the, the slop that comes with it. Week, he could quite easily beat um, Tucker. So so. Well, yeah, One good point, actually. Strange things have happened. Well, didn't Ashley come back from home four and won the whole thing? Yeah, Ashley came back from home. Yeah, four, um, yeah. So I'll go back to we'll, we'll do a, just flip and flip and flop through the through the standings. Um, so we'll go to the Stormers. How are we feeling about the Stormers? Four and zero. Oh. 
Well, I I think the Stormers, yeah, they're 4-0, they're flying, but I, I know Ed feels strongly about this. He's been prop, propped up by two, play, two, maybe three players for for the first three or four weeks. And the moment that Russell Wilson comes back down to earth, that Alvin doesn't necessarily go off for 150 yards and three touchdowns, and this Robinson pig um, comes back to maybe something a bit more like the mean, then um, I think we saw this week that the Stormers don't necessarily have a full roster of personnel that can that can cover where those top guys may underperform on those weeks where these big picks they can do that like I've had that with Mixie for a few weeks um, and if the big guys don't perform you need the players that can back it up but I think he's heavily read sort of line upon those three or four players and they don't happen it's, uh, it's do you, do you echo that Ed? it's the stars and scrubs lineup um, and when when the stars play well he wins but if they don't all play well then I, I think he'll probably lose unless he gets a spawning matchup like last week. <laughs> <I'm not bitter. laughs> <laughs> just, just, just drop that in. Yeah, well, we, we, we do. We, we laugh at it. It's, it's team, what I can see on here is it looks like it's projected Bass. for 105 points. Um, Bullshit. It's but... weird, isn't it? <laughs> but anyway, I agree with Neil no, that's fair enough. I just thought we just had to go a little touch base on, on the uh, on all the all the franchise. I mean, I'm probably probably the same as you. I said it before on the podcast. Like he, like I said, he's got he's got some great players and they're, they're flying. Um, if he can carry on getting those sort of points from them, and if Drake can actually do something, then he could carry on. I think I don't know if there really is a trend in or an, an, an ending. Hang on, I don't think he's going to carry on. Can you hear that? Hmm? That's that's Jake yeah. Edmonds knocking on the door. <laughs> He's coming, Neil. He's coming. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't think he's gonna. He's too, I think he's too far far away to fall out of contention. I think he'll still make it. Oh yeah, yeah, I think um, he will. But yeah, we'll see. Magics. How are we feeling about the I magics? I don't get too close to t- unless I catch whatever all of them have got. <laughs> It has been um, it, it has been tough for them. They've been on the end of the same sort of treat, treatment that Tomo has with these injuries. They've affectionately been renamed the uh, like medics, which says it all. So I really like um, this team. Yeah, they need they they, they need really to get like some wins team. on the board. But Cooper, I was going to say the same thing for me. Huh? Um, he hasn't had the, he hasn't had a bell. He hasn't had the luxury of a few of those. Debo, um, no, and he hasn't Watson's, had them all together yet. Not. Well, they've had a really tough schedule. I really like the team. I'm, no. I'm really glad I've played them already. Yeah, I would be. I'm not looking forward to playing him when, he, when he's got them all back. Like I said the, 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 his his team is probably one of the stronger ones. I mean, I think we'll get we'll get to it. I think there's a, there's a chance of one or two <coughs> dropping out in the standings, and then there's probably a maybe four four or five teams that maybe could take one of those spots. And I think the Magic Maddox are one of them if he gets all his people fit. So there's some big, big names in that team. So I think he probably could be trending upwards. So we'll keep an eye on him. Um, so if we go to the, one of the ones that I think might fall out, personally, I think it might be the Mormons after all, all of his trading. 
Yeah, we've discussed it. I think he's gone one trade too many, and I think if he, I mean, I think everyone's going to be hit by an injury. It's just trending that way. Like, I will get hit. Other guys that haven't been hit as much are going to get hit in some way. Um, and when he does, I think it's not a case of if, but when he does, I think his his intent to put it all into his nine starters will will start to show cracks. And I think, uh, yeah, he might have stitched himself up here. Um, What's your thoughts, Ed? Yeah, I, yeah, I think... He is he is in danger, but it's just whether or not he can he, he can avoid. If like if he gets a bit of luck and avoids injuries, then there's no reason to think he won't he won't um sort of he won't he won't get to the playoffs and won't do some damage. I am um, I'm gonna have to shoot. Yeah, he's got some play. He's got some blow up potential. Yeah, college scouting meeting to go to. Um, and I've I've got to do some. Oh, thanks so much for joining us, Ed. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Always Lovely appreciate it, Gio. Um, <laughs> hope Dave loses, loses this week. Bye, mate. Good to see you. <laughs> see you later, boys. Bye. <laughs> later, mate. Bye, mate. That was fun. Um, so well, yeah, I wanted to quickly get back to it. So we've, the time time is moving along. I think so. Do, I don't want to be like too too um, disheartening on the Mormons. Like when you look at this team as a as a starting team. There's players that can drop huge points. If you play against them, when that happens, you're going to lose. Yeah, but we'll see, we will see what happens. I think it's much, I think oh, there it. are teams that look a bit more solid, um, rosters so look a bit more solid that are kind of pushing towards one of those spots. And if he can, if he starts to lose, I think he's one of the people that could fall yeah. out. Um, I think the other, the other one I think that could fall out potentially is the Dukas. <laughs> Yeah, they're now getting some injuries. Uh, obviously, they've got Golladay's come back and did well, but Eckler's now got hurt. Ridley's performing really well, and with Julio being out, he might benefit massively from that. Um, but yeah, he's got Ta- Taylor, who I wouldn't say has blown up yet in the way that you would hope him to, mm-hmm. having had Matt go down. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's lost the key part of his team. And there's gonna be a reaction to that. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a consequence a consequence of that. Um, it's just how to, yeah, how to it's a, deal with it. It's, a, it's an interesting team. Um, it doesn't, you know, the Duke has always managed to do well in the PFL. Though, as I said before, on many of these podcasts <coughs> that we've done, I always highlight that these guys manage to score well, manage to always be a good team there, but. Just looking at it compared to some of the other teams which are pushing for that one of the spots, I just think eventually it's the talent in the other team is going to show through, personally. Um, but been wrong before. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, this is not like anything against, against the GM. He's done, he's done well with what, what he's got. Um, but, yeah, we will see. So, the, the sort of chasing pack that I was looking... Well, sorry, we'll go... I, I think I'll carry on with the guys at the top again quickly. I think the troopers are trending. I think so. and they're trending very well. I don't think there's much really to say on the troopers. Yeah, um, Alan is very fired. strong. Devin's um, got a good situation with Zach Moss in and out. Um, he's got good personnel there. Yeah. Um, yeah, he should do well. Got yeah, a huge Kittle victory over his brother. So it's... And Tonyan as well. 
Big time. Yeah, he, he managed to done it without yeah. Adams. Put up huge numbers. And, I mean, we've got an PFL history that Oliver Tucker and the, and the Mormons' yeah. first defeat was to his brother. So, exactly. I'll stat that one. I mean, yeah, I don't think there's much to say about the troops. Like I said, they're absolutely flying. Um, let's have a quick look who they're playing next. I, don't, I wouldn't, I'm glad it's not me. Oh, they're up against <laughs> the Ducks. I mean, unfortunately, I don't know. If, like, like Ed said, if, if, if the Bills game forces them to be benched, they maybe have a bit more of a chance. But I don't think the, the Ducks will be able to upset the, the troopers. But I'm sure we'll get to that. I mean, they don't, so got the, so the Stormers could potentially were wobbling. Could, but I think they'll be too far ahead. Troopers are, are trending. Mexicanos, I think, are trending. Yeah, they definitely the trade. managed to. Um, well, they've been active. They traded Kamara away to gain a receiver and Chubb, and they've lost Chubb. Yet he's he's been willing to trade pieces away to keep to try and get a positional advantage at running back, which is the most important sort of you know position in the current climate. So, yeah, he's got enough in his team to keep him competitive. Um, and to deal with the injuries. Definitely. Yeah, the, the big, big, big trader set him up. He's got a balanced roster. Um, I think, like you said, he'll get enough to, to sneak in. Um, so, a couple of guys I see in like the, I highlighted sort of at the chasing pack. I think the expats have a great team and I think they're going to, they're well, they were trending my strongest as well. team in week one. I said, after the draft, I thought expats are yeah. absolutely stacked. And I was trying to, and I was looking at the expats as a potential trade partner in the week um, for a potential deal, and I'm just thinking I can't possibly trade with this guy because I want to try and get something back. But I'm even if you take something off him, he's got unbelievable players as the next man up for those positions. I mean, his running backs: Zeke, Gordon, Carson, flying. Um, you know, Phelan, Allen, Allen getting just targeted an unbelievable amount. Robbie Anderson, who's flying. Um, his bench is thin. I mean, he but he's also got Mostert. And if Mostert comes back and does anything near what he was doing, Mostert he's come absolutely back. stacked. Um, mm -hmm. and I still think they're the strongest side personnel-wise. And he is 100% poised to go on a run. He could 100% win out the rest of the season. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you would like to think that eventually his run of conceding so many 100-point games is going to end. You know, and I just don't think he's not going to drop 100 points. I know he's done it before. Yeah. He's dropped like 78 or whatever. He's had some duds. We all have duds, but I'm with you, mate. I think he's flying. There's lots of love for the expats this, this, mm. on this podcast here. Chirpses are in that little pack just behind. I think they're probably trending as well. They're putting up some good points. I think there's, there's just some, there's a key. This this week's a key week for a lot of teams. You know, like I said, Stormers are too far ahead. Troopers and, and Mexicanos. I think they're good enough to just to get that fourth win. If the Mormons and the Dukas don't get that victory, expats, chirpsers, yourself, my team, evangelists, we're all going to be just only one game back from them there. So. Yeah, so we'll quickly move on to so Chirps are, are trending. Uh, do, do, do you agree with that one? Yeah, definitely. On I like the, the personnel up. that he's got. Yeah. Good trade for Aaron. Obviously, he's on his bye week, but, I mean, Big Ben should be decent this week. Philly's not flying. They've got Darius Slay, but I think there's enough personnel for Big Ben to do well. Dalvin, Ingram, Plopkins, 
Metcalf, who he's gained, Mandrews. There's enough there to get job job done, mate. Yeah, I, I, him and the experts do have two very solid rosters all the way through. Um, then we've got obviously the teams that go a little bit further mm-hmm. back. So we've got yourself, um, your team with one and three. Um, I'm a bit on the fence with your one because, I mean, obviously you, you can obviously you can correct me if you think I'm wrong. Whenever this is it's a good opportunity for a little discussion, but you've got Mike yeah. Davis and McKinnon. Yeah, you've done very well with players like. T.Y. Hilton and Landry no, haven't, haven't quite done it yet. Um, when when Davis's run takes the back seat to McCaffrey, 100%. there's some holes to fill there. And I think if you can, I think if, if if you can fill it, if you could pick up that waiver wire, darling, where you could make the the trade, I think you have a strong enough team and some heavy hitters to, to make a run for it. I don't. It's not like. You can't. I just think I, I just worry that once Mike Davis gets put back on the yeah. bench, to, so to speak, it's going to be hard to fill that spot with the players that haven't quite done it I yet. Totally but hopefully agree. things can turn around. D.Y. hasn't performed anywhere near the way that I hoped he would. I thought he'd be a solid floor of like eight, nine catches, 67, 70 yards, touchdown every now and, now and then. Um, and I thought he'd be spot on. Um, I mean, Will Fuller's maybe picked up a bit of his slack, but two wise not performed how I wanted based on him being my, maybe I think, fifth or sixth pick. Yeah, Davis was picked up to sort of plug the hole and think, right, well, I can get some... I was 0-3 at the time, or 0-2. I thought I, I need some wins, so he's helped. Jack McKinnon's benefited from the injuries, but, yeah, I mean, you imagine when Mostert comes back, he'd take a bit more of a back seat. I think he's got more of a role to play than Davis will when their respective number ones come definitely, back. Definitely, Jarvis, he's a career 1,000-yard guy, but he's not necessarily performing that way. John Brown started well. You're dead right, mate. It's how, it's how I'm going to deal with those guys when they're not as focal as they are now. I'm trying to offer stuff out. Um, no nibbles yet, but we are working at it. Well, who do you, do you know uh, who you've I've got, got this I've got the Magic, so I'm very lucky. Um, to have a uh, sort of upside matchup for myself. Obviously, that's no disrespect to the Magics. Um, but as we said all, already, they've got good personnel. Like, if they're healthy, there's absolutely no guarantee that I win this. Um, but Bell's not definitely playing. No, Thomas, really. we don't know if he's definitely playing. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see. I've, I'm confident, but I've got some tough matchups this week. We'll have to see. Definitely keep an eye on that one because that's, that's that's a huge game. Massive, two, yeah. three, and one three teams and two, going out. I feel a lot more. Uh, pardon me. Two and three. I feel a lot more confident, knowing I've probably got Davis for at least one more week. The aim getting D- Davis was to get me back to three and three. Yeah. Um, See so if I can do that. Okay. His yeah. Purpose. Yeah, and the other there's two others to quickly talk about. Um, we've got the Oinkers in a similar sort of. Uh, Standing to yourself, we're at one and three. Um, I probably lean our team towards ending a little bit. Um, we haven't had all of our players no. boom together. We've had different things yeah. go off at different times, um, and we've had some we've had some some trouble with with Julio. I mean, it could be a lot worse compared to the rest of the team. But losing someone like Julio is oh. a big chunk of points per week. Um, 
But like, like I said, similar to yourself, we've got the two little bottom spots that I, I call it in the, in the flex, the two, mm. the, the extra flexes. Um, picked up Alshon. I keep hearing rumours that he's going to come back. Is he going to come back? Is he not? He's been mis- mispracticed this week for illness. Um, but if I can get him back and Julio um, all in all in the same team with Lockett and the rest of the crew and Odell, I'd like to think I wouldn't make the the, the pig bowl. I might I'll probably end up just being top yeah, of the slop off. I mean, you've got big boom players, as you say, like Murray, Henry, Beckham, Waller, Julio, Lockett. Like you've got the personnel there to be right up there. But as you say, they've not all done it at the same time. And uh, it's a shame that you've come up against teams that, you know, their personnel have managed to do enough to beat you, whereas your guys, they've gone off, but not together. And, yeah. Yeah, an encouraging performance from Beckham, um, but we'll see. You're not going to get that every week. Um, you know, you look, at, you look at the sort of stats behind it. We have conceded the second most, but you can't hide behind That's that it. when you're not scoring enough. You're, you're, not, you're not as if you're... In the top six, five, six scoring and, and, and losing, it's no. you're still not scoring enough. So I think we're leaning, leaning towards just a little lean towards ending. Um, and last, last but not least, everyone's favourite um, trade yeah. partner, the Evangelists. Um, what we're we saying about them, I, I find it very difficult to put my uh, put my finger on the Evangelists because sometimes I look at his squad and think, oh, you've actually got some talent there. And other times I'm not I, sure. I look at his flex and I think that's nothing to be scared scared of. But then you look at the rest of his team, his sort of his sort of five his first six key players, his QB, two running backs, two receivers, his tight end. I mean, Deontay John, John Johnson seems like he's at the start of a potential breakout. Um, Ben's favouring him a lot. Mm-hmm. Burrow's come out flying, showing that he's more than capable of playing at this level. And from a probability wise, in terms of the ability to score points, he's throwing it a lot. Um that's very positive. Connor, it's his backfield. And then you've got Kareem Hunt, where it is now his backfield for at least six weeks. And we know that when you know Kareem Hunt is the main guy, he's a top five running back. Terry McLaurin has been brilliant. How is, how is he going to be with Kyle Allen now that Haskins has been dropped? He's going to be interesting. Yeah, it'd be interesting Kelsey, to see. probably he's arguably the top tight, tight end in the league. But Moss, Harris... Sam, you know Samuel. There's not a lot else after that. Obviously, when CMC comes back, he shifts Hunt down into a flex, and he feels a bit better about everything. Harris is he at the start of a potential run of getting some work? He's shown he can handle a decent workload. So they might give Cam a little less to run. Don't know, but again, coming up against Ed with Prescott, Jacobs, Cup, Evans people like that that'll be tricky but I think Dave has got the personnel when McCaffrey's back to make a late push whether he's going to be in a position wins wise to do that when he's back um, is there to be seen yeah I probably agree I think you could probably be similar it's very difficult to try and try and predict this now I was trying to see if I could maybe put a little Little prediction together of how how who I think is gonna gonna make it, who I think is not. Um, I think, as I said, I think we'll have a quick go at it. Why not? So this is, I think the Stormers are too far ahead to not. I think they're one of the teams. I think the Troopers are almost guaranteed the way they're flying. Um, Mexicanos, 
I think we'll make it. Um, and then what we're we saying after that, um, you'd like you probably think that one, one of the Mormons or the Dukas, just because of their start, might be able to sneak uh. one of those spots. Um, and then the expats should make it. That's five. Yeah, and then then now we're looking at one spot between out, four or five it, teams. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we love it. We will see. We will keep battling. Um, I don't know how much got much time. More uh, time, mate. Got like ten minutes. Or so. I am parked up. I've probably got maybe five minutes. All right. Well, what we'll do then quickly? We'll do a quick week five yeah. preview. Um, whistle stop. See who we think is going to win, um, like we always do. Um, give you a little bit of talking points. So let's get the old scoreboard up on the ESPN app and let's have a little look. See. So let's start off with. Let's go with DC Mexicanos and Everson's Evangelists. Do we think the Mexicanos are going I to go to four and one? Very close. I can't call this one because obviously Dow Henderson don't know what's going on there. Hefferson, can he do it again? Don't know. Twaskin, uh, and then Slopkins. I think they could sneak this because Kareem Hunt is now a different animal. I'm gonna maybe. Uh, the projections have Dave two back, but I'm gonna if 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 I may be so bold, which every week I am bold. Um, <laughs> if I may be so bold, I'm gonna say Dave for the win here. Yeah, Dave for the win. Something about this game. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. I can see it, especially after all the all I mean, the chat the for him um, with the too, with the Jacobs trade. I reckon the other five could could pull a lot of weight. Yeah, well, if, if, it all depends. If, if um, Hunt can do, can obviously take the bulk of the carries. The way the Cleveland Browns are running the ball, it's that's big. Um, we'll see how much run Jacobs gets against Kansas. You might expect the the, the Raiders to be behind. Um, yeah, I think it will be close. I think I disagree. I think I think that's kind of sneak it. Um, let's move on. Let's go for. Uh, well, if he does it, that goes to four and one. Everson goes to one and four. So that's. This is what I mean by this. This is a very key yeah, week for lots massive. of franchises. Like one and four, is, you're starting to get a long way back. Um, Stormers, expats. Expats for me, mate. How are you feeling for this me. one? The projections of the Stormers by half a point, pretty much. But I look at Brady, Elliot, Gordon, Thielen, Allen, Carson, Robbie Anderson. Like it's expats all day long, mate. Drake's been underperforming. All right, he's got the Jets. Uh, I mean, DJ Moore's not really blown up yet. Crowder, he's been okay. He's overperformed, probably. Um, yeah, mate. Expats for me. I'd probably agree on this one. Um, we'll see what happens with Cam Newton if he comes back. I think he'd probably play over Brady in Chicago, um, especially with the rushing floor. Um as you said, we, 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 we're not saying anything we haven't said before with the, with, with the expats roster. There's too many stars there. Um, looking at what's on the other side, I just don't think this week the Stormers will be able to keep up. I think it'd probably be both over 100 expats to take it. Um, Stormers to take their first defeat this week. Um, Chirps is against the Mormons. I am going to... Stick with the Mormons for this one. He's put it all into his nine, and it's a good nine if they all stay fit. 
and I think it's a stronger nine than Ashley's nine. Definitely. Um, you look at the flex, and I think you'd much rather have Chark, Woods, and Brown than Judy, Kelly, and Renfro. Um, you know, Diggs and Hill, mm-hmm. Hop, Hopkins and Metcalf, that could be relatively even. Cook and Ingram versus Gurley and Monty, you probably want Cook and Ingram, but you want Mahomes over Big Ben. I reckon Ollie sneak, sneaks it and gets back to winning ways. Yeah, it's a shame that Rogers is yeah. going to be on his bye. This would have been interesting to see her against his, uh, yeah. his former employer. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's when you look at it and, and he took the gamble on AJ Green, it hasn't no. worked out. It still could. You never know, like with the way Burrow's throwing the ball, he could you could all of a sudden start linking up and have some flashbacks. Um, but yeah, like uh, the the. The roster, the, the starting roster on the, on the Mormons, I think, should be enough to to sneak this one. Um, this might bring one of the chasing pack back towards us, which is good news for us. Yeah. Obviously, if we're trying to catch some people, um, so yeah, I probably agree. Michigan Mormons, not by much. I think they're both again over a hundred. Um, bonus magics. I'm feeling confident feeling? going into this one. Uh, I would do, coming off the back of a win. Uh, I like the matchups largely. Um, some tough ones. I've got a few players playing each other. I've got Jackson playing Mixon. So hopefully, if Baltimore get up too high, that might stitch Mixie up. I've got Sanders playing against Juju. So again, if Pittsburgh get up, that might affect San- Sanders. If Sanders gets up first, that might help me with Juju. Tricky one with T.Y., I'm cho- I'm currently choosing to play him, um, as opposed to Jarvis. So again, they're playing each other. Uh, but yeah, playing the medics. I hope we've got enough to do it, despite the injury. I'm I'm not sure Bell plays. Ronald Jones has got volume to come his way for this evening, so I could be waking up to 15 to sort of 20 points there. Cooper's solid. Debo not seen much from him yet. Is Thomas fit? We'll have to see, but he's got a lot of players on. He's got two key players. Well, one key player on bye. So I might be more. It might be more luck for me. Uh, the win will probably more be because he can't pick up players that he'd like to replace players that may or may not be fit. So his hand might be forced to play some players that may not play, but that's the situation with COVID. Yeah, I mean, I've read some some reports that they expect Bell to do a bit on week five, but it's whether he does the full the full whack. Um, yeah, I mean, it's tricky. I said we look at look, we were talking about your bottom two flex as being a potential issue going forward, but I think this week, yeah. great matchups. Davis plays Atlanta. McKinnon should run all over the Dolphins. Um, yeah, I, I I think you're going to just take this one. Um, we're waiting to see some fireworks from Watson. Maybe he comes this week. Um, the could, whole yeah, under the new GM yeah. coach and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think you're going to be just just strong enough to to take this one. Um, I'll quickly gloss over my game. We'll go um, Oinkers Dukas. This is a with the with the injury. Um, I couldn't have asked really for a better. Match up um, to try and come back because you, 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 you don't want to not play these teams with you know, you don't want these, these teams no. to lose their big players, you obviously don't want to play against them. Um, so 
I, I think we might just just have enough. I think it's just, this might be one of the lower scoring games yeah. of the week. Um, I don't think it's going to be a very high one. Um, someone's going to get a, a, a spawny victory. Hopefully, it's me to bring us at three and two. Um, we'll see what happens. Who he can play at quarterback here because he's got a, he's going to yeah. have to drop someone. But hopefully, Eckler gets put on. This is the tough IR. thing. Yeah, he's not got enough spots to do the IR, and we can't change it. So he's going to have to drop someone he doesn't want to drop to be able to field a full team to try and get the win. Or he is well within his right to say, no, 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 I'm going to take the L. Um, I don't want to drop any of these players that I have to. I'm not forced to. Um, and, you yeah. know, if that benefits you, then, then so be it. There could be other GMs that are in the same boat that benefit from a similar situation later in the year. But he's under no pressure to field a full-strength side if he feels that I don't have to drop people that I don't want to drop. So... It is what it is, but yeah, Oinkers should take should take this hand, uh, handsomely. Um, troopers, ducks to wrap us up, I believe. I don't think I've missed anyone else. I think this is the last one. Just flicking through the website, we've got a trooper win probability of fifty-seven percent. That's what ESPN mm. are saying currently. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, I think Allen, Edward Tiller, Sing, uh, Singletary, Robbo, Devonte Parker, someone is someone that I like. Kittle, Gallup, Edelman. I think there's enough there um, to deal with the Ducks that have got injuries um, or players that just aren't quite doing it. Yeah, troopers for me, mate. Yeah, I'm just look, just to finish off, I look at this the Ducks team and I think it's, it's a team yeah. of what ifs. Should be looking there with Saquon Barkley there. Um, Huge, huge loss. Um, we'll see what happens with the Bills and the COVID spots. Uh, I don't really think there's much really to talk about here. It, 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 Minshew, if he can put something together, we could have a bit of a game on. But then he's, the Troopers have some big firepower that could just cut those points mm. out straight away. You'd think Allen would would, would match, if not beat yeah, Minshew, with Edward Solaire and Kittle still to, yeah. still to play. I think it's a bit of a mountain for the Ducks. I'm going to take yeah, the troopers definitely. here as well. Well then, great work Wonderful. again, sir. Um, we, we got there. Lots to talk about. Two weeks of, of chat. Um, but yeah, thanks again. Thanks again, lads, for tuning in and best of luck for the boners. <laughs> we will see. Bye, Cheers, mate. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tuscaloosa, we hope.